this is a long story, but it's fine. We it's my podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> He's like this dog that does karate, and it's probably like super <laughs> racist. There's probably a diagnosis for that. Yeah, being awesome. All right, Hildo spills the beans. Good evening, everyone, or good morning if you listen to this on your bus ride to work like I do. Um, tonight I have with me a good friend of mine, Aaron. Aaron, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. So before we dive into the questions, why don't I um, have you say a little bit about yourself? I'm a 35-year-old male. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Been married for... Oh gosh, how long now? Eight years, going on nine years. We now have a one and a half year old little girl that keeps us very, very busy. She's um, she's very excited about life, which is really fun. Um, I like to play music with some friends of mine in a band. I yeah, feel free to to pump up the band here. This is the place. This is the place. If you are are uh, wanting to listen to some music, you can listen to Farewell Milwaukee for some mid-tempo folk rock. <laughs> yeah, and if you're in Minneapolis, catch a live show because it's amazing. Cool. They put on a good show. I just came from a softball game, which is not to tell you really anything about me other than I'm I'm that guy now. I'm like the old guy that plays softball. <laughs> With the fam in the crowd? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. No, the fam doesn't even come. Oh, I'm sorry. It's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> the team we played tonight had an entire cheering section. We didn't have anybody. Oh, did you guys win? We did win. I'm sure you just crushed them, didn't you? We didn't crush them, oh, okay. but we won, and it was a, it was fun. It was fun. That's cool. Yeah. I So going back to you being married for like eight or nine years, I distinctly remember your wedding because of your live band that you had. Yes. Which is not very often that you have a live band, and that guy... Sang the heck out of <laughs> Tupelo Honey. Yes, he did. Which I love. I love that song. And really, I love that song because of your wedding. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I was not very familiar. With, I'm, I think I had heard that song probably on, like, Cool 108, which is sure. the oldest station here in Minneapolis. Well, now it's not. I don't even think it's oldies anymore. Who knows? I don't know. But, um, yeah, Tupelo Honey. I remember listening to that. I'm like, man. That was our first listen. dance song. Okay. And yeah. I chose it. Like, Jenna basically, she's... She's not very musical and okay. didn't, doesn't really have much preference for that. So she basically gave me oh, total free freedom rain. to figure out the music situation. So I chose, I of course ran it by her, but I chose that song as the first dance. And we knew early on in planning our wedding, like, we, we really want a live band. Just It just makes it so much more fun. Yeah, and, it was really fun. And uh, we probably spent honestly the majority of our of our like wedding budget on that on band. the live band. And it was totally yeah. worth it. That guy, I think. he was good. Did you yeah. know them before? Or did you have? Did you hold tryouts? Yeah. Well, we didn't hold tryouts, but it's really a fascinating world, the the wedding band world, because they all have like these little uh, examples of what they do and an entire list of like songs that they know, and then certain like this band would allow you to pick a first dance song even if they didn't even if it's not in their repertoire they would oh they would they would learn, learn it. it they happen okay. to have this one in the you know 
the backlogs. Guitar. I yeah. wonder how many songs they they got to know. Oh my gosh, a it was ton in, of songs. it was incredible. They had yeah, it was incredible. So do they do? I mean, we're way off topic now, but do they do like that's their full time gig? I wedding I band? don't I don't know. Okay, uh, I, they make enough money where it seems like they certainly <laughs> could. We paid them a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but it you know I actually am not much of a dancer, and the one the the times that I've been at weddings or other events where I have been uh maybe coerced to dance mm. is because of a live band that is more energetic rather than just somebody pressing play yeah, on an that's, iPod. That's cool. And so that was the motivation and it really was true. There was we we got people dancing that I would have never thought would have been dancing. I think you're the only wedding I've been to that's had a live band. There you I'm go. pretty sure I think I it's it, it is kind of rare. The, it is it's expensive and that's the reality is yeah people start planning their wedding and they plan all this other stuff and then yeah. they get to that point. And we, I seriously started with the band. I was like, we're going to get <laughs> That's the, fine. Yeah. 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 It worked. Yeah. Memorable. It's got me hooked on Van Morrison. I mean, I like Van Morrison before your wedding, but... That whole record, Tupelo Honey. Yeah, it's incredible. a good record. Yeah. Let's, let's jump right into this. Okay, first question I always ask, what is your midnight snack? Does it have to be food? <laughs> no, no I, it I doesn't. I was gonna say uh, bourbon. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were just talking about this. Yeah, it, it 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 honestly, if there's anything I consume more than anything else in the wee hours, it's definitely bourbon. Okay, but if it's a if it's a food item, popcorn would be the one. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not feeling like actually breaking out the whirly popper, yeah, because there's I mean it's minimal work, but there is a little bit of work involved yeah, little, in that. There's a little bit of effort. Then in there. it's chips and salsa. So okay. I mean that's several answers, but no, that's good. We'll start with bourbon. I mean, you and I have definitely bonded over craft cocktails. Yes, and popcorn. And popcorn. I mean, we're into our popcorn seasonings. Yes, we have dialed in. The sriracha powder, yeah, which now apparently is sold in stores. That's, I, I mean, you texted me that picture. I'm like, what? We have. I, I still haven't bought it. No, I. I'm afraid. I to. honestly have only made sriracha powder twice. I think. I gotta admit, I've made it so, five times, maybe. Yeah, I've I mean, you, you like you tell me when you're making. I'm like, ah, I need to make it again. It's good. Now that now that my wife is pregnant, yeah, spicy's out. I need to make like my own little batch of popcorn. Yeah, see, it, I yeah. make we make the full batch and then we season. Sometimes I season separately from my wife because she likes it a little bit, but not not to not the too hot. Yeah. Look up dehydrated sriracha powder and do yourself a favor, everybody. Silpat though. Get oh the, yeah, get see, the silpat. I, I don't have that. I've got the parchment That's the paper. Key, I think. Yeah. You, so I mean, really, the recipe is you squirt a bunch of sriracha <laughs> in the pan. Yes. And put it in the oven at like 200 for... Until it dries up. Yeah, like two... Is it two hours or couple an hour? Hours. Yeah, yeah, a couple, couple hours. hours. And it just kind of crinkles up. And then the other key for me is... Because they just had you like crushing it in a bag. Oh, but no, I yeah. put it into a like a spice grinder. Or, yeah. You know, what a like lot of a people... coffee grinder. Yeah, what a yeah. lot of people... Like a blade grinder. Yeah. That's the, that's Much the better. trick. Okay, you ready for the next one? I'm ready. See, I'm, I'm easy. I'm easing you easing in. Easing in. Yeah. What book or movie can you read or watch over and over again? Tombstone. Oh, the movie. I'm Tombstone. your Huckleberry. Yeah. There was a period of time when I think I may have known every word in that. Oh, really? In that movie, I it's don't a think, good movie. I don't think I could get there now, but it's, it's some of it's nostalgia for me, you know, because yeah. I watched it at an age that wasn't impressionable. But that's probably the one. So would you? 
So like any, any. Well, I mean, not like every evening. But the problem is it's long, so I don't watch it a lot because it does require length. But yeah. So do you like other westerns around that same time? Like that's the interesting thing. Like I'm Wyatt not, Earp. Yeah, I'm not huge into westerns. Really, I feel like there's something unique about that movie with westerns. Is it has obviously the western stuff, but there's enough other themes involved and character development that just I don't know. It's interesting. Val Kilmer. Who's your favorite? Definitely Val Kilmer. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah, good. Doc Holliday. Although Johnny Ringo is pretty. He's. I don't even know who that guy is in that movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't know the actor's it. name. I should know the actor's <laughs> name, but I don't. I got to rewatch it. It it was it was at a time it came out when I like wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies, and uh, so I saw it way later. Sure. And I don't. I've, I think I've only seen it once or twice, maybe. I'm I'm due. I was just talking about it yes uh, over the weekend with some friends of mine. Because he has it on Laserdisc. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, he collects he That's collects Laserdiscs. Incredible. And and he has Tombstone. I would like to meet this man and watch <laughs> Tombstone on Laserdisc. You got to flip it over halfway. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a great technology. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's let's go right to the next one here. Um what TV or movie character best represents you? It's a tough one to answer as I, I feel like other people would, would be able to answer that better about me than I would about myself. Oh, sure. Only because I'd like to think I'm like certain characters <laughs> that I'm probably just and not. Then your wife is going to listen to this and she's be like, like, no, no. You're, you're such a wuss. <laughs> like I would like to think I would be, I'd be like a character on The Walking Dead that could, you know, handle this yeah, post-apocalyptic right. world. Right. But I don't know if that's actually... You're pretty actually... resourceful, though. I You're feel a resourceful like... guy. I feel I'm resourceful. Um, and I also don't think you need a whole lot. I don't. I don't require much. So I would say that's pretty. That's a pretty good answer. All right. We'll, I mean, we'll, I can affirm that. We'll run with that. Yeah. I've never seen an episode of The Walking Dead. It's a, it's a great film. I had to convince my wife. My wife watched the first episode of okay. season one with me. And she said, I'm, I can't do it, right? It was too intense? It was too intense. Too it's quite gory at times. And I, uh, we, we had a roommate living with us at the time. So he and, it was he and I's show that we would mm-hmm. watch without Jenna. Um, then, like, two seasons or three seasons later, right? There's just so much talking about it in yeah. society that she's just like, maybe I should... Maybe I should watch that again. So uh, she asked me if I'd be willing to watch it all over with her again. And I said yes. Yeah. So I did. So we watched it. And now she's totally hooked. So what I, season are they on right now? Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's a good question. Five or six? Okay. Yeah. And I I'm, I mean, I know it's based on a comic. And I think the comic is still going. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. I'm not uh, sure if they Yeah, the I'm not sure not. either. Um, it. Well, I don't need to defend it at all. No, I mean that's fine. Uh, I I, I thought I, I would hate. A, I thought I would hate it because I just I'm just not really into gory zombie yeah, me stuff either, and I don't really like zombies either. I don't either. Okay, and so I had to I had to be convinced by several friends of mine that also don't like zombie stuff. Okay, to watch this because ultimately it is actually more about the human interaction mm-hmm. and you know what humans do in, in dire situations in dire, like that. Yeah. Which I guess you could say is 
probably that way with other zombie movies and or TV shows, but I promised I just, my friend that I would watch the pilot. So I need to do that someday. Yes. <laughs> someday. Okay. Here's a good one. What is, or where is your happy place? My happy place is in the mountains of Montana in the winter. Ooh, winter. Yep. Riding up a chairlift. It's super quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I may or may not have some music playing through my headphones. And it's just really still. And for some reason, there's something about going skiing in the mountains for me where I forget about every other responsibility and every other worry that is in life. And for that moment, I'm just enjoying creation and enjoying just the beauty. Sounds awesome. It's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> How long are those chairlift rides? They're long. They can be long. Okay. They can be long, yeah. Right. And I, I've, of course, going down is great too, but there's something mm. serene about like just like the rest involved in that. I've only been skiing one time and it was in Wyoming. Hey. It was I was a good it was a good spot to ski. Yeah. And I I uh I can say I liked the chairlift better than the skiing. <laughs> See, I like the skiing better than the chairlift, but okay. the you know, the skiing there's just more thought and movement involved, of course. Mm-hmm. So there's something about just like the rest and also the excitement of like the next run. Mm-hmm. But it's just so still and so peaceful. And you can just and you you have more moments to just look around. Yeah. So that's that's why it's it's happy. That's a good answer. Okay, next question. What are two of your bucket list items? To ski the Swiss Alps. Oh, that's one. So there I mean people scheme all the time, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. It's all common. Right. It's just not I mean, when I think of like the Swiss Alps, I just think of like sound of music, which is probably totally yeah, not right. But <laughs> that's yeah. that's all I think. Like <laughs> I I mean, maybe I'll be disappointed. I don't know. It's just it's far it's like I love skiing. Yeah. I love the mountains and it's like a far away place that you just it's kind of unattainable mm-hmm. to me. Although it's not. Yeah, so. it could totally happen sometime. Yeah. So that's on the list. Um, my other bucket list thing is to build an acoustic guitar. All right. Now, you've built a guitar before, right? But it was electric? I've built two electrics. I'm actually currently building a third. Oh. Um, but an acoustic is a whole nother, whole nother beast. So what, um, I mean, obviously it has to do with the sound coming out of the guitar because you're not using electric pickups and stuff like that. Right. Right. So (laughs) when you build the acoustic, how do you actually get the acoustics to be right? This is a good question. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of, um, I mean, I'm definitely not a musical person like at all. I like to listen to music, yeah, yeah. but as far as creating music, that's sure. not me. So you can, I mean, you can follow what others have done. Uh-huh. There's a pretty, like most guitars are built in one of a few 
ways. I mean, pretty much standard size for. I mean, you see an acoustic, you're, it's the shape of an acoustic. Right. There's like, a few shapes. Um, yeah. I mean, the the true innovators are people that can actually either change that or work within that and create something that's better than than what has come before. I just there's just so much involved, like bending wood, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. There's a lot of fine woodworking, and then I mean, of course, people can do it with very little tools, mm-hmm. but most guitar makers now they have some pretty specialized tools that just either cost a lot of money or whatever. So I don't yeah. know. Are you st- so you're still doing the woodworking stuff? Yeah, a little bit. Because you told me about, you told me how you had like a secret, almost like a secret garden work, workshop, kind of. <laughs> Do you <laughs> still have access to that? I have access to the okay. secret garden. Okay, yes. nice. Yes. Are you st- you're still using it? Yes, I do. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a, uh, uh, I, I met a guy, retired guy who used, he's, well, he still is a woodworker, but um, just basically has a garage filled with every woodworking tool imaginable and he gave me a key to it and said come on over whenever yeah that's amazing so your secret garden uh, yeah i i hit it pretty hard initially i've since tapered back to a more reasonable rate yeah uh yeah but it's great what is a reasonable rate uh just you know uh once or twice a month i'll I'll, okay i'll I'll go and 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 cut some wood and Mm -hmm. make something but i was yeah, I was building pedal boards. I, I guess I still am, um, but I was building things more it's, more steadily before. It's a uh, it's kind of nice for me. I roast I roast coffee, and I roast I used to roast out of my garage. I mean, you're very aware that I roast coffee, but yes, I uh, I moved the whole operation to my parents' house, and that was actually kind of a nice release for me because it's it's separate. I right. drive there, right? I switch into coffee mode. Correct. I mean, it was nice because in the wintertime in Minnesota, it's horrible trying to roast coffee in your garage if you don't have a heated garage. Yes. So my parents have a heated garage, and that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For for me, it is it is nice to have a separate space that, like, when you're going there, you're going there for a specific purpose. There's no other distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reality is, like, I can't afford this equipment. So Yeah, it's a lot. And I, and, and I don't have the space for it. So. Yeah. It works out really well. That's very cool. Okay, this this next question I'm curious because it's very possible that we share the same answer. Oh. But I don't know for sure. Wow. So uh what is the worst nervous. what is the worst job you've ever had? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now do I say what I know I'm supposed to say? No, 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 I'm no, just no, no. I'll, I'll, I don't normally share. I I say this every podcast. I'm like, I don't normally share, but there's usually one question that I like give my answer. I yeah. will give my answer for this question, but you you first. All right. And it doesn't have to be what the same. What is the worst job I've ever had? It's actually not the same answer, okay. although oh, that okay. one's up there. <laughs> and I'm excited to hear you talk about it. So this will be a kind of a double whammy. Um, I worked for CVS Pharmacy for like a month. Okay. And it was a very strange situation. 
Um, my father's a pharmacist, had an independent pharmacy, and he got bought out by CVS. And I happened to be working for my dad at the time. I was just in between other work, and that was mm -hmm. always like my default. Well, not always, but <laughs> but uh, generally my default in between work job. Okay. If, if he had room for me, right? Yeah. Um. So I needed a job, and I didn't want to work at CVS, but I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't not have a job. Mm -hmm. I was married and had to provide, um, pay my mortgage and such. And so I took the job knowing I didn't really want it. And I think that actually led to why it was the worst job is because yeah. I had, from day one, I had zero desire to be there. It, it you know, may or may not reflect on that, that company as a whole. Yeah. It just, I, I had no desire to, to work for a, a large pharmacy chain, right. you know, working a front register. I just did it until I found something else. So that actually is the worst job. Okay. But yeah. Second is so, is 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 what you might expand <laughs> on. So so Aaron and I shared a pretty intimate experience. Um my worst job ever was window washing. Uh <laughs> Uh we uh well what happened I graduated college I didn't and I I went to school to be youth. This is a long story but it's fine. We it's my podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> I, went, I went to school to be a youth pastor, and I just came out of school, and I knew that I did not want to be a youth pastor. And um, and so I worked a whole smattering of odd jobs, and I had kind of hit rock. Like I felt like <laughs> I felt like I had hit rock bottom because I went to a swim school for kids. And I was like, oh, I can, I'm a youth, like youth pastor. I can teach little kids how to swim. And uh, yeah, I lasted two days. <laughs> the first day I was in this training class and it was all women and me. And then the second day was actually in, in school training. And I had to convince like this crying four-year-old girl to get in the pool. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm, this is not, for, I'm not made for Yikes. this. So then I remember talking to you and saying, man, I need to find a job. And you said, Dave, oh. you can be a window washer. With me, and that I was, was I was it was a cry for help. I needed somebody to join me. <laughs> I feel I not I later in life feel feel bad about inviting you. No way. I mean, we. I think we became that one thing that came out of this. You and I became pretty close. It's true. And so that was where we kind of hit. Yeah, it we we bonded, and um, and so I started window washing in the fall, and it was all residential, and it was the fall actually wasn't that bad except for, oh, go ahead. No, I just yeah. The, yeah. the first day, the first I I vividly remember the first day because we were in like this old house in Minneapolis that had really decrepit storm windows on every window, and I was trying to get the storm window off so I could wash all the sides of these windows. And I had a razor blade that I would scrape stuff off the window, and I just went right into my thumb. Like, oh yeah, the first day just like right like sliced right into my thumb, and I'm like, this is gonna be. Interesting. This is not cool. <laughs> and so then it was fine. I mean, fall was fine, but then winter hit. Winter. Oh. And winter was awful. Yeah, because like honestly, because when I when I when when we first chatted, it was like nice out, and I was like, you know, it's not that bad. Like right. for the most part, you're just out in the nice right. weather, and the work itself isn't great. But no, I mean, if it's nice, but then I could, it yeah, I it took see. a pretty hard turn. 
bad. So we would we couldn't use water because it was too cold. Ugh. So we would use windshield washer fluid, and then we would put so we would put joy soap in the windshield washer fluid. And there was one day where I squirted the joy into the windshield washer fluid, and it just froze as I squirted it in. And I'm like, we gotta go. This is it's too <laughs> it's cold. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. <laughs> just, this is my life. Okay. Yeah. And I already said I hit rock bottom when I did the school, but but I realized <laughs> the the time that I really hit rock bottom was in the middle of winter, and I didn't pack a lunch. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't have anything in my house for lunch, and we didn't. We didn't stop for lunch. Like we just we would eat in the car on the way to the next house, and. uh the only thing I had in my house was the can, a can of corn. <laughs> oh my gosh, so I, I forgot about So that. I put the can of corn in a Tupperware, and I just ate that for lunch. <laughs> Wait, Lowell didn't make you some soup? No, oh. no. There was there was this older guy that did the windows with us. It was a two man team for the most part, and then there was a third guy that would help. I was he always there? He must have always been know. there with us. Yeah, I must have. But it's a three-man team. But uh, yeah, middle of winter, I was freezing cold. Your hands are wet, and I ate a cold can of corn. I'm like, this is not a good place to be. This is, and so then the our boss called us the next spring. Oh yeah, to because we eventually eventually we stopped in the winter. The season ends. Yeah, the season ends. Thankfully, it, it should have ended far sooner than we. We worked for a go-getter. Yeah, we go get it. It's a good way to put it. Let's put it mildly. And he called me in the spring, and I'm like, "That's like the only way I can describe it is like for whatever reason you got out of hell, <laughs> and and Satan called you up and was like, "Hey, you want to come back in?" Like, no, I'm good. I think it's good to have those jobs though. Like, it really does put some things into perspective. That's true. And I, it, um, and like you said, honestly, for me. Of course, I drug you into it, but we became good friends yeah. through it, yeah. and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, that and we was... have lots of great stories. Yes, you we know. definitely do. Lots of inside jokes. Yes, like we can always, if we ever run out of things to talk about, it we can go straight to the window washing and oh, talk. Yeah. So, Just so Welch, there, Welch's. It, that's true. There was yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy that we worked with, loved Welch's strawberry soda. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he talked about it like it was the holy grail of sodas. <laughs> Nobody else in this world loved Welch's strawberry. Nobody. This guy, he loved it. Single-handedly keeping that business alive. I've never, I've never this, even. I don't. I've never had one prior to that, and I've never had one since. I think I've had one. I think he gave us one or something. Or he may have. I don't yeah, know. I don't remember. But anyway, that's my worst job. So Love it. I didn't know if we were going to share the same one. It's close. Yeah. I, I mean, that really probably should should be other than there was some silver linings you know like yeah, that's true yes it was none but the cvs was also so short that it didn't it was like a blip yeah but still that's all it takes sometimes yeah okay next one if you could download into your brain a mastery of any skill what skill would it be wow um dancing and i'll tell you why yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm kind of afraid to dance only because too. i'm i'm just like so i'm a little too self-aware maybe or yeah. self i mean self-conscious is probably the real thing yeah. but i'm aware of my own movements enough to know that they're not quite <laughs> eloquent 
mm-hmm. and I don't really know what I'm doing. And so therefore, I just, I'm kind of afraid to dance, uh-huh. just straight up. Right. And, and I don't, and because of it, I also don't enjoy it. Whereas I think, I think it could be really fun if I could get past some hurdles. Mm-hmm. And I know my wife enjoys it. So it could be cool to like get the program downloaded. Yeah. Take her out, you know, bust a move. Just be like, wow. I don't know. Do you feel that up on stage? Because I know you perform. A little bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're not, we're not exactly dancing or anything, but no. Um, it's, it's taken me quite a while to get used to being in front of people. Um, and th- there's still moments when I feel an awkwardness. But then there's other moments when I feel totally like at ease. And, oh, that's cool. And, and like, which is, it is really nice that I've, it's probably just through doing it repetition kind of thing um but it just really depends from show to show like i i'm the type of musician and person that it's it's really based on the feel of how the show is going and how the audience is reacting Mm -hmm. like some people are really good at just like plowing through and kind of like putting on the show even if the show is kind of not being well received or not going that well right this is maybe good or bad. I don't know, but I'm, I'm like the opposite. Like I, when it's going well, like I can lose myself in it. And then other times it's just like really hard to lose myself because I can't force, I have a hard time forcing myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that lends, lends to a positive or negative outcome in the music, but I think hopefully my playing doesn't actually get too affected. Like translate through that. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe. I've never noticed. But I don't know if I could go. I mean, you know if a show is going good or bad. Yeah. And to me. And probably a lot of it is more in my brain than it is mm -hmm. in anybody else's. Dance. I can totally relate to dancing, though. Like, most of the time, the only time I'm ever really going to dance is at weddings, probably. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to clubs and like. No. Or even at shows. Yeah. I don't really dance at shows. But I I often think, like, the older I get, I'm not going to be as worried as what people think about me when I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's my biggest hindrance. Is I I think oh what are they sure what are they thinking of me sure and probably people don't don't really care don't, but yeah. I can't get over that right I struggle with that right someday yeah someday <laughs> yeah. okay this is this is one of the four questions that I I will always ask okay what is the strangest thing you have ever seen I have it. I, I I gave you a warning that this you one was did. coming this up. This is like one of the only ones that I knew before coming in. I knew the answer to Okay. It. So I have two things, two strange things that I've seen, but it's kind of related. So it'll, I'll t- it'll, I can count it as one. Okay. And yeah. Hopefully you'll allow Two's that. fine. I saw two exotic non-native animals, non-native Minnesota animals in Minnesota. What? Not in a zoo. Out in the wild? In well, the wild the wild is not quite <laughs> in the in the city or okay. suburbs. Okay. The first one, which I've since conceded that it, it, it could possibly have been a, uh, some sort of statue or not not a real animal. Oh, okay. But I kid you not, I saw a penguin on the four ninety four, three ninety four loop. What? 
in like the middle of the cloverleaf, in yeah. the middle of one of those. I kid you, in the middle of winter. So it seemed seemed more legitimate to me. Yeah. There was a penguin. I saw it with my own two eyes. I'll swear by it till the day I die. Wow. I've since conceded, like I said, that it is possible that it was some sort of figurine. Somebody put a statue out there. Right. So and if they did... You don't remember if, if it was moving or anything. Don't remember. It was... I mean, I was exiting. It was fast. But it was, it was strange. Uh, yeah. And it's messed with my brain <laughs> ever since. Because I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> the there's no possible way a penguin is here. But I did see it. Yeah. Right? Now, the second thing, which... I actually have other people to back me up on this. I saw a zebra what? in Otsego, Minnesota. I was working for on a framing company for a custom home building company after college. And we were building a house in Otsego. And we would show up to work pretty early. And I was sure. pretty groggy. You know, at that time, time in my life, I didn't really have... I, I didn't go to bed early. Mm -hmm. Even though I was waking up early, mm -hmm. I still had the mindset of like, well, I can still stay up till midnight, even though I'm waking up at five, right? It's like my, yeah, that's like my life right now. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't conceded to that yet. Well, I really haven't either, <laughs> actually. If I'm, if I'm truthful, although I just don't have to get up as early as I used to. Yeah. But so I, I'm on the way with two other friends, actually my brother and an, and, a, and another guy that we worked with, and we're we're heading to the job site in Otsego and we get into the town and I off to my right I see in somebody's yard a zebra what in the world and I get to the job site and I'm like question did anybody else because <laughs> I'm I, I thinking I'm thinking I'm hallucinating right yeah I said did anybody else see that zebra and everybody chimed in like yeah I thought I was seeing something. I don't I don't know if that's even possible or how somebody in Otsego gets a zebra. But somebody had an no animal idea. that looked like a zebra. Yeah. It possibly was a zebra. It probably maybe it was a horse that somebody painted. I don't I've know. I've seen I've seen paint I've seen a painted donkey before. It it may have been a painted donkey, but it was amazing. But I don't want to take that. And from it was you strange. Zebra. That's it. I'll be one hundred percent honest and say I've looked into the the animal laws of what you can you what you can <laughs> yeah, you have yeah you have what you can own and I don't I, think you can own a zebra. No, you can't. <laughs> I, you are living in Robbinsdale. I live in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, right out the blocks away from Minneapolis. I uh, you cannot own any yeah. sort of exotic animal. I, I mean, my dream is to own a lion. It's not you can't own a lion. No. You can't even own a goat because that I was going to get a goat. A goat. <laughs> goat would be nice. Yeah, they would eat your lawn, eat your lawn, and fertilize your lawn all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Be fantastic. You can't. It's not allowed. Chickens, yeah. yes. Goats, no. Again, all that points to the fact that it probably wasn't an actual zebra, but it who knows? Was, it but it been. was a zebra in in some way. I I just I read an article. Maybe they got busted. <laughs> maybe it was a zebra and they got busted yeah maybe there you hear some, about yeah. that happening oh no i i know i read an you article know? recently it wasn't about somebody getting busted but it was uh some i think it was a church wanted to use a lion in some sort of <laughs> some sort of like yeah. lion of judah thing or of something 
and uh, they got all these special permits to bring the line into Minnesota, and they ended up not using it, but somebody had a line in their backyard for like a weekend. Oh, my word. So, yeah, they, they lion-proofed this backyard. So maybe that was the case. Maybe they had a zebra zebra weekend. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like the name of a band. Well, Vampire zebra weekend, weekend, Zebra yeah. Weekend is too close. Next question. <laughs> You're thinking about it now. It could I be know. a song title at could least. Be, could be. Lyric anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, when was the last time you were truly afraid? Oh, my word. You can do a small fear, too, but... Yeah, I'm pretty afraid of heights. Oh, okay. Uh, which is interesting because I've, you know, when we were framing houses, I had to be up high a lot. And it's watching like a, windows. Well, and combo of your happy place. And the happy place, yeah. Yeah, um, washing windows were... The highest we would go was about 40 feet, I think. But it was still... It was, I, did, I didn't like too it. High. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. it. But this is probably not the last time, honestly, but it's it's a vivid memory. Sure. It's actually when it was from my childhood. Um, we went, we went to, we went on a family vacation with my neighbors to Idaho. Um, my neighbors had some family that lived out there and we, we took a drive up this mountain and it was like switchbacks. And mm -hmm. I was just deathly afraid even in the car cause it was super steep and the switchbacks were super narrow we get up to the top. We, I didn't even want to get out. I did not. I was very, very young. I was going to say, do you remember how old I you think were? I was probably like eight okay. or nine. Um, I was young, but I, it, like, it's a vivid memory. When I, like, I finally got out of the, the, the minivan, you know, and I was just was like deathly afraid to be on top of this mountain, even though it was kind of like a, there was plenty of sure. flat. It wasn't like we were on some I mean, you had a car with ledge, you, so. right? But I remember, so what really freaked me out was my brother and one of our neighbors, Travis, who was the same age as my brother, they knew I was afraid, and so they were kind of like playing tricks on me. Oh. And there was like this little drop-off that went to like a, it just went down maybe four feet, and then there was plenty of area. And so they like jumped off of that and like oh. laid down immediately. And I, I was convinced as like this little kid that my oh, brother, sure. that my brother was dead, oh, you know, and man. I was just like so afraid of uh, dying and all, I don't know. It was, it was traumatizing. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. That stuck with you for, it's really stuck forever. with me. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a funny. It's a really funny thing to th you know to think right. about them doing. Right. But I just yeah the, the heights thing. I still it still gets me. So do you have a do you have a, a like a a limit where it's okay, or is it like as soon as you get on a ladder, it starts um, getting? You know, it's not really. I don't know what the limit is. I the thing is is like I'm pretty comfortable on a ladder because I've mm -hmm. been on one for various co construction jobs and whatnot. I just try not to think about it too much, you yeah. know. Um, and I'm actually, I'm like okay doing, you know, like uh, amusement park rides and all that oh, stuff because okay. I feel very safe mm -hmm. in that. There's just there's something about being up high and then like having this moment where you think what would happen 
you know, if sure. you fell or oh, yeah. know, my brain just starts to go. I, for a long time, I had a reoccurring dream that I would get, that I would be in a roller coaster and and I wouldn't be strapped in and I'd fly out. Oh my gosh, that's that's freaky. Yeah. And I just, uh, I would always wake up as soon as I fly out. But I'm like, oh, I'm on, whoa, wait, wait. Ah. And then, yeah. Nuts. That was my dream. Okay, next question here. If you could tell your younger self anything, what would it be? Wow, that's deep. Um, probably don't don't worry about what other people think about you. Uh, I mean, I think that's something that still plagues me a little bit. Yeah, me too. But as I age, I learn that that just is so silly, really. Mm-hmm. And it, it 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 provides no positive, um, positivity in my life at all. Mm-hmm. When you start thinking about like, I wonder what, you know, so and so thinks about my life or mm-hmm. a particular action. And I used to really, I mean, when I was younger, that really, it really crippled me. I think in a lot of ways. Take a time machine back. And be like, don't worry about it. Yeah, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Just, yeah, enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what a lot of these other people think. And the reality is, is who knows what they thought. I probably just put it in my brain. Like, mm-hmm. they think these certain things of me. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably didn't care. Yeah. You know, that's what I've learned as an adult is most of that is just self-doubt. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I struggle with that too. It's tough. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, someone told me at different stages of your life, like te- when you're in your teens, you really think the world is all about you. Sure. And then when you're in your 20s, you like, you think everybody's looking at you. And then when you're in their 30s, you just kind of start to not care as much. Yeah. I mean, the 30s are fantastic, actually. And part of it is because there is some of that. It's just less Wisdom and understanding, mm-hmm. and you you just kind of realize. Some of it is just like you're more confident in who you are as a person, and you're just more okay mm-hmm. with like, even if it's quirks or even if it's things, you're just like, you know what? This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And for me, I have a bunch of really great friends that are well-established mm-hmm. and... So I'm not super concerned about, you know, yeah, what other people think. new people. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for me, I I think, I mean, you can relate to this too, but we both have young kids. And, and you could just kind of get to the point where you're like, man, I got too much going on to worry about that stuff. Yes, like I know. <laughs> it's like I, I don't too, have time. I'm juggling way too many things to worry about if somebody is. Yes. Like, <laughs> I have this, oh man, just this weekend. Something that used to just like cripple me was like embarrassment in public places because mm-hmm. of what was going on with the group I was in. Like if I don't, I don't even know if somebody was doing something, I'd be like, "Oh man!" Uh, and I'll tense up and like this yeah. weekend, I took my son to the grocery store and he was just throwing like this giant fit. So I'm trying to carry this bag of charcoal. 
20 pounds of ice and like him under my arm <laughs> and he's just like trying to get everything in the cart and he's just like throwing this big fit and i just walked through cub and i was like i don't even care I don't care like i was upset that he was throwing a giant fit right. but i really could not care what other people thought at that moment yeah. like yeah yep here's so i only have a few left what uh what do you think people will say at your funeral and what do you want them to say? Oh my gosh. I was just gonna say I hope they would say certain things. Oh man. I want people to say I hope people say that I was generous with my time. Um, that I was loyal as a friend. That I was caring, that I was kind, that I wasn't afraid to pursue my passions, even if they were not uh, lucrative or mm -hmm. <laughs> embraced by most of society. Um, what people will say, gosh, I I think they're gonna say all those things. Yeah, that's I'm gonna, good. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna live something my life to strive that way. through, yeah. strive for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very cool. I can see those things in you. It's weird to think about. It's very strange. <laughs> it's, it's it's like it's it. I don't want. I don't like thinking about it. No, but it is good actually. I, I had I had a conversation recently with a friend. Just not actually not about funeral, but just he was talking about like the kind of legacy you want to leave, mm -hmm. and just saying like. You know, I want to be known as this kind of a person. And he's like, but that's, you know, we were just talking about how, yeah, but we, but that just starts now, you know, and like mm -hmm. you have, you have, you do have control over that. You have kind of have control over how you live your life. Mm -hmm. You don't have control of, over all the circumstances that come your way. But in the midst of anything, you can choose to be a certain way. Yeah. You have the control of how you're going to react to those things. Or at least learning from the times when you didn't react yeah. the way you wanted to react. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's probably more. more <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. More after than not, you're like, oh, I could have done that differently. Yeah. And then you do it right. And you're like, oh, okay, that, that feels good. Yeah. All right, next question. What drives you to do better at something? See, I started you off with the softballs, like, yeah. what's your midnight snack? And then, this is good. I've always been a pretty determined person when it, you know, when when I set out to do something, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I succeed the first time. But I think actually it's the failure or it's and it's not the failure, it's seeing how close you come mm -hmm. to accomplishing something, but even if even though you didn't accomplish it, you realize that you you might be able to accomplish it. And that fact alone keeps me going mm -hmm. um, in pretty much all areas, really. Like whether it's uh, musical, you know, like just like the growth in, in playing guitar or recording or whatever, like 
I feel like I have so much further to go, but that's what motivates me to keep pushing, you know, mm-hmm. and to hopefully accomplish certain things. And then hopefully like that, there's no like ceiling on that particular thing. Sure. And in a lot of areas of life. But I know as a kid, I used to like wakeboard and do other more sports stuff. And I would, you know, try to do some trick, right? And I would crash and burn mm-hmm. a lot. And but but I would get close enough to know that I I think I can do it. And then I would do it, you know, and then that motivates you to just keep going. So I really I really do think it's it's not failure in and of itself, but it's it's failure in the sense of like I'm close. I'm not there. If I'm trying to do something and I know I'm close, I have a hard time of shutting my brain off and going, okay, I'm going to go work on something else now. Mm. Did, do you run into that ever? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get a little hyper-focused yeah. with things uh, be, because of that. Yeah. You know, my wife will have to rein me in from time to time because I just get locked in on accomplishing something and I don't even i can't even hear anything else oh yeah that's that's my wife too and it's probably bad yeah i'll be like i I gotta go work on this for a minute and then i'll be down there for like half an hour and she's like are you coming back upstairs i'm like like, oh yeah i am but i gotta (laughs) as soon as i'm done with this (laughs) yeah as soon as i finish it leave me alone yeah come on (laughs) yeah i i i don't know what that there's probably a diagnosis for that yeah being awesome, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to uh, the attempting to be awesome. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah. Some um, doctors like, well, you attempt to be awesome. You way are too trying often. to be really great. <laughs> You're not there, but you are sure giving it a nice effort. All right, last last question of the night here, Jeez. and then you can ask me a question. What is the best advice you have ever received? So when I put my notepad down, I'm done. Wow. Yep. All right. The best of, the best advice I ever got, I was I was with a group of of, of peers uh, in a foreign country in a country called Mali in West Africa, and they invited me for tea. We were in this tiny little town called Sofaraba. It was this little fishing village, right? And uh, we needed. I needed a translator to come with me so I could actually interact with them. So was it just you and the translator? So it was me, and a, a group of locals. Oh, okay. And then a translator. The locals invited me. It's just something I guess they do at mm-hmm. sunset. Is like young, like a tea. Young dudes get together and hang out and chat. Okay. And they, you know, tea, tea is just a big cultural thing. Yeah, there. it's like a big ceremony, um, right? Right. Mm. So, anyways, uh, in the midst of this gathering. Uh, one of them asks me, uh, do you have any sayings where you're from that you can share with us? Hmm. And I was just like, I have no idea. I don't know what to tell you. You know, like I couldn't even think of anything. I'm sure we have plenty of them. And I was like, well, I don't know. What do you mean? You know, what do you mean? And uh, he's like, well, for example, I I hear... That in your country, people say, "Time is money." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a, that's that's totally a saying." He's like, "Well, 
in our country, and this is all through a translator, so it's maybe broken a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what he said, but the gist of it was, where we're, where we're from, time is time. And people are people. And people win every time. Huh. And he basically was just saying, spend time with the people that you love. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret, you know, not making a little bit more money or accomplishing a certain task or whatever it might be. And it just really struck me. And it's, I mean, it's, it's something that many other cultures are much better at than we are. Um, but I've really tried to keep that in the back of my brain, back of my head as I do life, you know, from there on out is just to like maintain the attitude that it is much better to spend time with people that you love than just about anything else in life. Mm -hmm. And at the end of your life, you're never going to regret those times. Um, it's, it's not easy to do it, yeah. you know, but I, I really do think that that's the best thing I've ever been told. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's not to get like all preachy or anything, but that, that's kind of why I started this podcast because for me, I was getting to this place where I didn't feel like I was very present with anyone and like, cause I was just distracted by everything going on or like I wasn't giving enough time to my, I, I would spend time with my friends, but we wouldn't actually get into really good conversations. Sure. And, and when someone was telling me something, my mind would be like, yeah, thinking, okay, what's the next thing I'm going to do? Or like, right. What are, what are we going to do next? And so it's kind of a discipline for me to be like, okay, I want someone in my life to come into my basement, yes. talk to me for an hour and tell me about themselves themselves and I'll listen. Right. And like, we'll we'll actually have like a real conversation, yeah. you know, and just get to know people better. Yeah. We're such a society of like productivity. Mm -hmm. And of course that has its merits and it's, it's amazing what, you know, we can achieve, but, mm -hmm. um, this kind of thing is what I'm I'm more interested in. Yeah, and it's rare. It and is. it's kind of sad that it's rare. It is sad. And yeah, and like like I texted you before, it's like if no one listens to this, I'll have a collection of good conversations that I've had with good people. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly part of the reason I was I had no hesitations to be like I would love to come. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. I appreciate it. To me sitting in your basement hanging out. <laughs> being recorded talking about weird things <laughs> that's uh it's better it's better this to me is better than probably just about anything else i could be doing right now you know right so yeah well thanks for coming Not so you got you have you got a question for me okay we went a little deep so i'm yeah, just gonna fine. pull us out of the no, deep end fine. here yeah let's get a little bit more okay. light yep. um if you could be any cartoon character <laughs> who, who oh, or what would you be? Oh, cartoon character. That's good because I like cartoons. Um, okay, 
Honestly, the first, the first, I shouldn't even say the first one that came to my mind I'm going to you anyway. To. It's not going to be the one that I want to be. But the first, honestly, the first one that came to my mind was Hong Kong Fooey. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's like this, he's like this dog that does karate and it's probably like super racist. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before you go, I, I brought, I have a gift for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Bag of coffee. Yes, my favorite coffee. So since you're on Hildo's Spills the Beans, you get a bag of Hildo's Beans. I love it. So the coffee comes all the way from Costa Rica. There you go. I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming. This has been really fun. So until next time, when Hildo Spills the Beans... Most of that is just self-doubt. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I struggle with that too. It's tough. Yeah, it's... Uh, never mind. Mickey is just kind of really happy and... and uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just like Mickey.